0: And just like that, you found us. My name is Ken, and I'm joined by my son, William. Welcome to our journey as we discuss music, life, and our shared love of coffee. This is Studio 36. Turn the page. Turn in the page. It's not just a great song by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, (laughs) later covered by Metallica, but it's something that you did this week with style, class, and gratitude. And um, (laughs) it was just really fun to to see you go through this past week. You turned a page on a significant chapter of your life, and that, of course, was the chapter of your high school years. Mm -hmm. From your last band concert to prom, a visit from one of your childhood au pairs from Brazil, Graduation that I missed. Of course, I had to watch <laughs> streaming from the studio here while I was quarantined with COVID, and uh, of course, that turned into a postponed grad party. Uh, but we finally did it. Uh, we put a bow in your young adult uh, experience with your grad party this weekend, and um, I think there's just a whole lot to share and talk about. And, and I, I think I'll just uh, hand it over to you because I really just I want to hear about your experience, how you're feeling, and I know you've got a lot of things going on.
1: Yeah. um, This really was the last thing that I'll ever do high school related, wasn't it? Um, It was was fun. I got to see a lot of people, everybody who is, you know, of course there is people who can make it, which people got lives going on. We already had to postpone. I completely understand that. And people are out for COVID too. But, you know, I think everybody on our invite list has impacted my life in one way or another and helped me through schooling and creating myself, finding myself and has taught me things in the past. And I really appreciate everyone who has helped me along the way.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you've learned a thing or two. Um, but what really settled with me is that relationships are everything. And I, I yeah. think you were able to really witness a, uh, just the dynamics of the relationship that, uh, that I or you or our family really has developed over time. Yeah. And and there's uh they are also in that type of event there's something really special about co-mingling family and friends. Uh, of course family uh-huh. is 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 at the air at the beginning and there forever, but friends, <laughs> you know, you have friends that are in different stages of your life, but um when they all get together, it provides an alternative lens uh, about who we are or perhaps uh, influencers that got us there and it was uh-huh. really special for me to see people that were special to us, um, co-mingle and, and yeah. exchange ideas and, and have conversation. And it was just a whole, a whole lot of fun. Um, you know, at the, uh, the grad party itself, uh, I was curious, uh, cause we had talked a little bit about, the uh, the lead up of uh, how to answer questions yeah. and, um, so what uh, what kind of
1: questions did you get? How'd you respond? Well, I mean, of course, the one question for every grad party is, "What's next?" Um, that, that's kind of a tough one for me because I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Uh, I'm planning to go to community college here. Uh, after that, maybe transfer into a university. I've lately I've had a lot of interest in um, either like some form of cybersecurity or computer science. But that that's still all up in the air for me. Yeah, and, you, just, and you have
0: time. I I applaud you in your decision to to start with community college. I actually think that for uh, education, that's the best path that you can. Yeah. Uh, get there and uh, really bang out those required courses for the first two years. Uh, but it also allows you a little bit of space to uh, refine and explore what you may want to do in the long term, so that those yeah. last couple years of college you can really dig into that specialty. Uh uh-huh. Um, I know also that uh on the other side of the coin there was uh lots of advice given. And I'm I'm curious if you have maybe a couple examples of uh of some advice that you were given during your party.
1: Um, you know, a lot of it is first of all, just the the important things like make sure I'm saving. That's you know, now that I'm going on to this next chapter of my life, that's a pretty important thing to do. Um and saving in what way? like money wise, you know, that kind of thing. Have Um, you put
0: some thought into what you're saving for?
1: As of right now, only small things, but I plan to, you know, start saving for the larger things, you know, the, the new car, the, maybe eventually the house or, you know, something like that. But
0: those are the, I mean, those are the two big, the two big things, right? Is that you, you, yeah, you certainly save for small things. We talked about some Some new headphones you want, that would be a small goal. (laughs) Um, But then you get into uh, savings for uh, for like cars, obviously a little bit bigger, saving for home, uh, even bigger. Uh, But really saving for your future is is all part of that. And you can do all that at the same time. And uh, what a great thing to start that early because the power of time and savings uh, is a really smart way to go. And so I think when you get into the workforce, I think that that's, uh, that's something that you should pay attention to and and put that away right away because there's lots of benefits to doing that. Uh, speaking of which, you do have a little something going on this week uh, yeah. that relates to
1: all that. Uh, maybe you can share a little bit about that. Yeah, i got my first day of work tomorrow, actually, Tuesday. Um, I'm going to be working at UPS. Uh, I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. That's about it i just you know, uh, ner- nervous in a way of like when you start a new year of school, just yeah. not know the people, not know what you're doing, and well I'm walking to something that's totally new for me you know right right um, well you you'll settle into it
0: yeah, i mean you know it's uh you're a you're a good worker, you're a capable worker, and i I think that when you get in there you'll uh uh yeah, it might feel a little uncomfortable to begin with but uh but you're gonna do great so. Uh-huh. I think that's a good start for you. It's going to be a little bit of a shock, right? Because you're starting that time in your life where you really do give a lot of time to to an employer. And mm-hmm. you'll start that now. Then we'll reassess and work that out in fall when you go back to school and yeah. see how that works out. But uh, no, it's a good time. Anything else you got planned for uh, for summer,
1: uh, as long as it works with your work schedule? Uh, Well, I do have two big events coming up. I got Watershed. I'm going to the Watershed Festival. That's in the future. And then also going to Red Hot Chili Peppers concert with you. Right.
0: Uh, which, uh, which of course the Strokes are kicking off for them yep. uh, as well as another band. And, uh, you gave me a, a Strokes album. So maybe it's time that we move into last week's yeah. listening experience. Uh, do you want to cover your album first, or do you want me to cover mine first?
1: I think we should go for the Strokes first, just because it was on the topic.
0: Okay, so I'll start. So last week, you gave me the Strokes, um, which, of course, as we mentioned, are kicking off for the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, on August 3rd here in T-Mobile Park. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, And I'm really appreciative of that, because I gained a whole new... Appreciation for their music. Uh, the Strokes were formed in '98 in New York City. Although there's there's part of it, they kind of sound like a a, a yeah. European band, yeah. Uh, but but they're from New York City, so uh, their genre is garage rock revival, and I love <laughs> that genre. Yeah. the The thing about garage rock is that it, it kind of ebbs and flows over the years with bands that strive to get back to the basics. Um, there's a little bit of punk in there. There's a little bit of grunge, a little bit of rock and a little bit of Brit pop in their, uh, in their music. Um, the strokes have, uh, influences. When I listen to them, I think of other bands yeah. and I have been trying to really nail what exactly is that other band I'm thinking of. And I don't know that it's one specific band, uh-huh. uh, but they definitely have influences with Velvet Underground. Uh, the Ramones, uh, the Killers,
1: the Cure. Yeah, I hear these. a lot of the Killers in there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, that whole uh, that whole scene they fit right into. Uh huh. Um, interesting. In 2020, they did release their first studio album in seven years, so they had taken a pretty significant break. Uh, that yeah. one was the New Abnormal um uh, very different than than the album you gave me because that was produced by Rick Rubin uh, who is probably the most influential producer in the last couple decades
1: uh I, but I, th- I would make the argument ever but that's yeah. a different topic
0: <laughs> I think that um I think that album though is worth a listen in the next few weeks before we go to the concert uh-huh. uh because there is uh, definitely going to be some influence from that album in what they bring to uh to the concert on August 3rd yeah uh, but the album itself. So the album is called "Is This It." It's their debut album, and it was released in two thousand one. Um, it's just over a, a little over a half hour long with eleven tracks, mm-hmm. and um, they did have a song on there. Uh, I think you mentioned this last time. The New York City Cops uh, song was being re- was replaced uh, with the song when it started. And uh-huh. that was really a decision uh, in light of uh, the album's release right after nine eleven. Yeah, the album is uh, is really has that uh, flavor of uh, post punk, uh, grunge, and rock. It's kind of fits in there somewhere. Uh, but they were going after really a simple sound without over processing in uh, the studio. So an, an example of that is for instance, the vocals were, uh, were played through a small PV practice amp, uh, so it can remain Mm lo-fi. And, and I relate to that because my very first, uh, my very first amplifier was a small PV amplifier for (laughs) for my guitar. So that was kind of a fun uh, learning, uh, for me. Uh, the songs on there, uh, the ones that really resonated with me, I like Soma. Um, you know, I think just that they had this great beat, and then in the middle, they just kind of go stop, and then the music stops, and then they pick it back up. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, the song Barely Legal. Um, I liked the song Last Night. Uh, the, the intro, interesting thing about Last Night is that the intro sounds very similar to Tom Petty's American Girl. And so I played that for you earlier in the week, yeah. I, and I played <laughs> both of them, because I thought, well, that's really interesting, because it sounds a lot like that. Uh but but my pick from this album uh was The Modern Age. I just think it had a huh. great beat to it. All in all, I just I love the album. I'm so excited to see them for the uh with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. And um it was just a great album. It was nice to also listen to
1: uh I listened to a little bit of their Modern album as well.
0: Uh-huh. So uh share with me.
1: How was your week, of yeah. listening? So I got to listen to another great album as well. Um I was listening to The Lumineers by The Lumineers. It's hard for me to give it my favorite folk album because For Emma, Forever Ago is still one of my favorite albums of all time through mm. any genre, but this is, no matter what, my second favorite folk album. Nice. Um, I think it might be one of my favorite albums that you've given me so far on this podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I have notes on just about every song i'll, I'll narrow it down a bit I well guess. now i
0: can't wait to give you cleopatra <laughs> that's the uh the tour that i went to was off that album but yeah so you
1: got the debut album um so starting off the first song on the album flowers in your hair uh it was just a great start to the album it got me really excited to listen to the rest uh the i believe the following song classy girls they, were, they did an interesting thing where they actually had, like, background noise in it. But I thought that actually added to the song a lot. It really gave it that, you know, folk indie feel. Right. Which I, I really enjoyed that on that song. They, um, they definitely have
0: a, um, when they're on stage, I, I don't, it, it's hard to explain, but, it, but this song, what you just mentioned, explains it a little bit. It seems like there's always kind of a little something going on. Yeah. In addition to the music. You yeah. Know? And they're just... They're great on stage because they just kind of move around and do their thing and, and, uh, and they have, um, a good variety of instruments that they're playing. Uh Uh-huh. So, fun band.
1: Yeah, so I really enjoyed, uh, Dead Sea as well. Uh, I love the orchestral parts on that song, the violin, cello, all that. Right. Um, that just really brought the song together I for think,
0: me. I think last week that's because it's that to me that's all what mood you're in. Um, I think last week that's what I chose was uh-huh. my favorite song. Uh, but l- like I said, I could pick just about any song depending on my mood that week.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. No. Me too. Um. Another good one was "Ho Hey." Uh. Of course, that's the popular song. It's just a. It's a fun song. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: So that particular one. Uh, when I saw them in Merrymore Park, what the band did is that they, uh, this is an outdoor park, they got off the stage uh-huh. and then went to the center of the grassy area where their mixing board was. But there was kind of a little fence thing going on there. Huh. And inside the fence, they had another cello. They had some of their instruments there. And they basically played ho as they were going through the audience.
1: That's cool. Oh, it's just totally fun. They're just, it just is a fun band. Uh-huh. Um, as for my, like, actual picks instead of just my nodes, um, I have three picks. This is the first. I've done some double picks before. This is the first time I've ever picked three. You're going to get a triple pick from me today, yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> um, so, first off, the two that were kind of tied in my book would be Flapper Girl and Charlie Boy. Um for Flapper Girl I really loved the piano and just the the energy of the song I don't really know how to put it but the just the sound of the piano on this it's you know not like your perfect grand piano sound it just sounds like they found it in a bar and started playing it you know right um and as for Charlie Boy you know me I need some sort of emotion mm-hmm. to the song whether it's emotion through um the chord progressions and all that, or through the lyrics, I like to have some sort of storytelling or emotion tied to it, and I think Charlie Boy is about the perfect song for that.
0: Um, yeah, it's a good. I, I believe that Charlie Boy was a song referring to a family member, and and of course, uh, I, I believe going to war. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, good song. Yeah. An insightful song.
1: And then the one song that stood out above the rest for me, which it was a hard, it was a hard decision, but I would have to go with Slow It Down. Right. Um mostly for the same reasons as Charlie Boy, but this song it just it felt different from the rest on the album to me. You know, I I so
0: I'd put three songs in a similar um in a similar way on that album, uh Slow It Down. Charlie Mm -hmm. boy and dead sea and what those songs do for me. And I think slow it down is the best example of that. Uh, Remember how, when we talk about uh, one of the, um, the things about baseball and what it does yeah, in that it slows down life just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you can take a pause and you can, you can think you can talk, you can uh, relate to people. You're not rushing to do anything. You're watching a ball game. I felt slow it down is is that for me in music. Yeah, I think it was a really good just it just allows you to sit there enjoy the music and really ponder. Um, and I think <laughs> pondering is a good thing to do.
1: Yeah, but yeah, those those are my picks. Nice. So um, so those
0: were great albums. Uh-huh. I'm I'm very excited because it is Live Week. Yeah, and Live Week always provides us just an extra. Uh, an extra search for that special uh, live album, live performance, live studio, whatever we want to call it. And I think that going into our uh, next week presentation of our listening experience, I think I'd like you to go first.
1: Okay. So I bounced between a couple of different live albums for this week. Then I, I found one that I actually hadn't listened to and I really enjoyed this album, even though it's still somewhat new to me. So this actually comes from an artist that I've already given you. Um, I think if I tell you the year, you might be able to narrow down who it is. Uh, this performance was back in 1963. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. I think I've only given you one artist this old, but I'll keep going. Um, okay. The performance was in Miami, Florida at a club called Harlem Square. And the artist put it on the performance with Sam Cooke. Nice. Yeah. So you got another Sam Cooke coming at you. Um, So is this a, is this like a club performance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, He was joined by, for this performance, uh, a saxophone player who is incredible. He he goes by the name King Curtis and you'll, I mean, the album will start off with his saxophone player and you'll be able to hear it. And he is, he's really good. Um, there's a, there's a few songs on this album that I'd like to point out, uh, bring it on home to me and Cupid. Those are some really fun songs. Those two separate songs there. I think you'll enjoy those ones. But as for my deep cut, you know that I enjoy Sam cook's more sentimental side of things. And I think there's no better song for that than a song quite literally called for sentimental reasons. So this is a two-parter and actually both the songs, you know, when they do the two songs and one song thing. So they transition from one song yeah. to
0: another song and yeah.
1: Yeah. So that that's what goes on here. Um, the first song is It's Alright and then it goes into For Sentimental Reasons. I I love both of those songs. So yeah, that's my deep cut. I'm excited for you to be able to listen to this album. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I think uh, now, so... Are there songs
0: from the album I already listened to?
1: Uh, this? Do you recall? I do not recall. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. well I'll go through it and yeah. I'll experience it, and we'll. Uh... Well, I think this actually took place before that album came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: actually, the album you gave me, he he was killed. Like, yeah, that year. So, so yeah, <laughs> probably before. I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, but there's plenty of good songs on this album.
0: Good. Well, okay. I'm excited to, to listen to that. I uh, love going a little bit back in time. I I am uh, not going to make you go back in time. Okay. And so this was a last minute, last day, let's put it that way, switcheroo <laughs> um, on the live album that I'm going to give you. I had another one queued up and the album that you gave me this week Inspired me because, of course, I went and looked at some more Strokes uh, album, listened to more Strokes albums, and looked at uh, some uh-huh. more Strokes uh, performances. And I am going to give you a live performance from the Strokes that Ooh. you'll need to watch on YouTube. All right, uh, there are there are different cuts of this. Um, so um I'll I'll send you the link, but it's the actual title is The Strokes Live Lollapalooza Chili 2022 full set. Okay. And it's posted by Front Concerts, so that's how you know you got the right one. Uh Okay. Now why it's important that you get the right one? Because (laughs) I'm going to have to give you the minutes of the songs I liked, so you can go to the particular songs if you want to to listen to them. Okay. Uh this particular Concert was in March, 2022, uh, March 20th of 2022. And so that was the same evening as the Foo Fighters last concert. Uh, oh. They were at Lollapalooza in Argentina. This is Lollapalooza in, in Chile, but uh-huh. they were all doing the Lollapalooza circuit together. So, uh, so there's a little bit of sentiment on that, but I really am glad that I, uh, that I watched this concert so I could really get the full um, the full introduction to The Strokes. Because remember, they had nearly a decade between their last album and the most recent one in yeah. 2020. Yeah. And and the one in 2020, of course, being produced by Rick Rubin, has a more upbeat, let's say, a little bit less of a garage band feel to it. Okay. Even though that's really what they're going after in their earlier albums, uh, he's going to push that envelope a little bit to get them into the mainstream. And I think that this concert... Uh, really introduced uh, them to me in a way that they could really have a, a great following this year, especially being on tour with the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh-huh. and through their through their Lollapalooza, they can have a great following because of the songs. And the songs span over several albums. I think I'm going to touch on at least four of their albums. In the song picks that I give to you, all right. So there's going to be some technical stuff here that I'm going to give you, <laughs> and I have to give it to you on the podcast because then you can go back to the podcast and re- remember oh, what minute was that song on that he mentioned. All right, but just watch the whole concert. Yeah. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, so let me start with uh, at uh, at 43 seconds in, "Bad Decisions." That's what they start with. Bad Decisions is from their 2020 album, The New Abnormal, which I love that name for a 2020 uh-huh. album. Yeah, because everybody, t- I am so tired of The New Normal. This is The New Abnormal, uh-huh. and, and I think it's just clever uh, of a name. So start with, of course, Bad Decisions. You'll get through up into minute six, uh, six and 28 seconds. And then the, the next song I really like is You Only Live Once. And that is from their 2005 album, First Impressions of Earth. Okay. Then you're going to bump up to minutes 17 and 17 seconds. And I love the title of this song, The Adults Are Talking. Oh, yeah. That is from their 2020 album, The New Uh Abnormal as well. Um, A fun song to play. Uh, Then then we go a little bit back in time at uh, minute 3302. And Reptilia from the 2003 album Room on Fire. Huh. And uh, then there's a fun little improv uh, thing that happens uh, between them and the the uh, the audience, the Chile audience, which, by the way, I don't think anybody can match that type of audience. I oh, think
1: you will agree. Well, so that being said, actually, my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers concert is from Lollapalooza in Chile. I think it was like 2012, 2000, I forget what year it was, but yeah. That
0: changes the whole dynamic. Uh So,
1: okay. So bucket list for us. I think we need to go to
0: a concert in Chile (laughs) because they make it that much better. I can guarantee you at T-Mobile Park, they're not going to do what they did in Chile at Lollapalooza. (laughs) But anyways, the improv that he did was, you know how how they chant, ole, ole, ole. Okay, he builds that in and then starts doing it with them, but then kind of moves into a song, an improv song. Huh. Um, So that one's at uh, 49 minutes and 25 seconds. Okay. And then uh, the last one before I get to my triple pick Uh uh, is at an hour and eight minutes and 50 seconds. So about an hour and nine minutes is Take It or Leave It, which is from their 2001 album Is This It Um, Uh as well. And so that brings me to my picks. All right. Um, I struggled with this, so I decided that I'm going to give you a three way pick because <laughs> I love all three of these songs um, uh-huh. to to the point that you'll hear me listen to them before we get to that concert in a few weeks. All right. So at 13 minutes and 52 seconds, there is a song called
1: Juicebox. Okay. I
0: love Juicebox. It's from their 2020 album. Um, and then, actually, no, that's not from their I think that's actually from First Impressions of Earth. Oh, Anyways, okay. Juicebox, you'll like yeah. it. And then at fifty-three minutes and twenty-two seconds, um, hard to explain. Another is a sit song. And then finally at an hour and fifteen and forty seconds, someday from their uh, from their is a sit album uh-huh. as well. So I have developed a an entirely new love uh, for, um, for the Strokes and, uh, one that, uh, that I, I didn't know that I was going to, I thought, well, this is a good band. This will be fun to kick off for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I think I uh-huh. actually have an independent like for the Strokes now outside of the Chili Peppers. And, um, I, even to the point of where I know there's a third band we're going to see that day, and so I might dive into them a little bit.
1: <laughs> and I forget the name of that band. I think The Strokes is the the perfect opener for Red oh, Hot Chili Peppers though.
0: It's going to be great. I yeah. hope th- I hope they get enough time. That's uh-huh. that's the thing. They're going to have to pick and choose because yeah. I fell in love with uh, obviously I fell in love with far too many songs. <laughs> um so that's uh that's what I'm giving you to listen to and All you're right. going to have to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, again, uh so what I'm giving you is uh, a YouTube version of the Strokes Live Lollapalooza Chili 2022 full set posted by Fret Concerts. And you're giving me Sam Cook at the Harlem Square Club. Awesome. I look forward to listening to it and we'll talk about it next week.